Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. Well, i got an exciting word uh, for you here today. I'm going to be talking about redefining this moment. I just want to start um, by just letting you know I'm going to share two vulnerable uh, moments with you today from my life. Uh, the first one is right off the bat here from the start. Did you know that I sing random songs when I'm being creative? I just can't help it. Uh, the, the, the song theme usually revolves around kind of like what I'm creating in that moment. So last weekend um, with my sons Tristan and Josiah, uh, we made this really amazing kite together. And as we're creating it, my theme song was those magnificent men in their flying machines. And, and some of the lyrics, you'll probably know them, you can sing along. I, I'm, well, actually, no, you're not going to sing along because I'm not going to sing this. But some of the lyrics are that, uh, that they are looping the loop and they are defying the ground. So anyway, we got this kite finished and we took it to the park. And very cleverly, I thought we would be able to fly this kite uh, using a fishing rod. So we took our fishing rod and we, we got lift off with the kite and, and immediately it kind of felt like I had this 80 pound flying kingfish on the end of the, the fishing line and, and the kite was going crazy just like the song. It was constantly looping the loop and mostly defying the ground. And so we thought we'd just let out a little bit more line and the kite got really high so high that when it came to actually reeling this kite in, we just couldn't get it out of the sky. In fact, as I was reeling it in, I broke the reel and and, uh, and we were really stuck. And eventually I actually had to get in contact with a staff member from Air New Zealand to bring it down. So thank you, Peter Fru, for helping out uh, in that moment. So, and, and then over this week, after that fun experience with the kite, I've just had this phrase, defying the ground, just going over and over in my head. And I believe, I believe uh, that this moment is actually a moment for us to defy the ground, you know, to defy gravity. Gravity wants to bring us down at this time but I want to tell you today that grace wants to call you up, wants to lift you up. And I love the story of Peter and John at the gate called Beautiful. And if you don't know that story, they're walking into the temple and they walk past this crippled man and he's lying on the ground and he reaches up to them and he asks them for money. And their response was, you know, silver or gold, I don't have, but in the name of Jesus, get up, you know, and grace healed this crippled man and grace lifted this man up. And it was recorded that he left that moment leaping and jumping and praising God. You know, he went from a posture of lying down to a posture that where grace lifted him up. On another occasion, that same Peter, who was one of Jesus's disciples, stepped out of the boat. You might have heard of this story onto the water. And as he began to walk, he began to sink. But Jesus was there and Jesus pulled him up. And you, we've uh, probably all had time recently where we felt like we're actually just sinking in life and we're just unable to keep our heads above water. I want to tell you at this time, Christ wants to take your hand and He wants to call you up today. Ephesians 2 says that we are raised up with Christ and seated in heavenly places. And so I believe that this is a season for us as a church. 
You know, as followers of Christ, to defy the odds, to defy gravity, that natural realm, those natural circumstances that want to pull us down, grace is calling us up today. I just wanted to get that uh, off my chest as we got into the Word this morning. Uh, Let's just go to um, Joshua chapter 5. If you've got your Bibles, open up to Joshua chapter 5. We're going to read from verse 13 and 14. Maybe grab some notepaper or take some notes this morning as we go through this Word. It says this, Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and he saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, are you, are you for us or are you one of our enemies? Uh, and, and he replied, neither. But as a commander of the army of the Lord, I've now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, what message does my Lord have for his servants? The commander of the Lord's army replied, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. You know, this was a redefining moment for Joshua. He was confronted by a, a warrior that he didn't recognize, and he totally lost his composure. He ended up falling uh, to the ground and, and losing his shoes in the process. And maybe you feel a bit like Joshua at this time where you feel like, man, I've just completely lost my composure. And in these kinds of moments, we can lose heart and we can lose hope. We can feel unsure. But I want to tell you today that it's not what happens to us that defines us, but it's what comes out of us that actually defines who we are. You know, this message, it's called redefining the moment. And there are two ancient Greek words that represent time. They are chronos and kairos. Now, chronos, you you may have heard of this word, and it measures time like a clock. You know, it measures the seconds, the minutes, the hours, the days, the years. It, it, It measures the quantity of time and the order of time. It's, you know, that word chronological that we have in our English language comes from the word chronos. And, and then we have this other Greek word, which is kairos. And this is, measures time in, in the measure of defining moments. It measures the quality of time. It measures the value or the significance of those moments. For imagine, imagine this. Imagine that you are out walking and you're getting some fresh air. You're staying in your bubble of two meters uh, between people. You've got your headphones in. You listen to your favorite tunes. And there are uh, other people that are out walking around and, and there are vehicles and cycles going past. And this is kind of your exercise routine as a part of your day. And, and there's nothing super special about it. You know, time's passing and then suddenly you see this lady uh, fall down onto the, uh, as she steps onto the road and, and suddenly you're in a Kairos moment. Uh, you, you pull out your, your headphones and you disconnect from this routine and you break out of your bubble and, and, and you run over and you help this lady. You engage with her and you ask if she's okay. You know, you offer to pray with her. You know, you even ring her close, closest friend and then you stay with her and, and you, you make sure she's okay until she makes that connection and is on her way. And And then you plug your headphones back in and you continue on your walk and you make a mental note to to wash your hands when you get home, you know. Uh, But you're walking and suddenly you've you've got this big smile on your face now because you engaged in a Kairos defining 
moment. And what is significant about this moment is that you helped an unknown person uh, and didn't expect anything in return. And you'll never forget that moment because it, that's the kind of person that you've been created to be. And, and we could probably all say that this COVID-19 moment is also a Kairos kind of moment, you know, because, you know, in 5, 10, 20 years from now, we're all going to remember this point in our history. And, and, and it's rare when change actually affects every aspect of our lives. You know, it's affecting our social life. It's affecting our family life. It's affecting our business life. It's affecting our married life, our church life. It's, you know, absolutely everything could be affected in every part of your life. And it is so unsettling. And, and we've had to throw our plans out the window, you know, and, and many of us are facing the, the reality that we have lost control of what we thought we had nailed down at this time. And I want to give you three keys today to help you respond and redefine this moment because you are walking with God. So this angel, you know, we'll get back to the story of Joshua. This angel appeared as a battle-ready angel. He held a, a sword, you know, in his hand. And his objective was actually to lead Joshua into liberating a region from oppression. And after this moment, if you don't know the story, Joshua was then instructed to take his army and then march around the city of Jericho for seven days in absolute silence. And then on the seventh day, after they marched round it a few times, they were to give a mighty shout. And, and what happened was the walls came down and they were to go in and liberate that city. And, 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 and that encounter, though, that, that Joshua had before all that amazing stuff happened with this angel, you know, where he lost composure and he ended up on his face, you know, in the dirt, was that was that moment that actually launched him into a whole new era of his leadership. And this required some bold kind of response from Joshua, some bold kind of faith as he stepped out into a new era. And as a church, we, we believe that we're called to see the love and the grace of Jesus Christ impact this region. You know, like we, we believe that we're still called to, to take bold steps of faith to see this achieved. In Hebrews 11, it says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. It says that faith is the certainty of things hoped for and the assurance of the things that are unseen. And so, you know, by faith, we believe that we have a vision to see 10,000 souls impacted with the love of Jesus. By faith, we believe that Thrive Church is going to one day have a Christchurch city expression. You know, we believe by faith that our goal, it is to purchase you know, 86 Victoria Street in Rangiora and expand uh, this building. Actually, this building that I'm standing in right now. You know, faith, though, it's not just taking a step and hoping for the best because Faith actually connects us to a reality that is beyond the physical realm. It's beyond what we see and we hear. It says if faith connects us to a substance of things hoped for and an assurance of things unseen. 
And so we believe at this time that there is great substance and certainty for us as as followers of Christ to move forward and for us to make this a redefining moment in our life as a church, in your life at home or in business as you know, as a parent, you, we need to be ready to take a, a response of faith in this season. I love this quote from Martha, Martin, sorry, Martin Luther King Jr. He says that faith is taking the first step even when we don't see the whole staircase. And over the last 30 years, you know, our church family has been built through the faithfulness and the generosity of those who have continued to keep their lives connected to their next step of faith. And I want to ask you today, you know, what is that next step of faith that you're being called to make at this time? And this is a time for us to continue to follow the steps of Christ in this season and make purposeful steps with Him, steps of faith with Him at this time. You know, it's been said that we can liken God's plan for our lives to be like a playground. You know that God has empowered our free will and He's laid out our lives and and He's put a playground around us and we can choose to play on the swing. You know, we can choose to play on the slide or we can go and hang out in the fort. And as long as we stay within the the playground's moral boundaries, we can choose to play on whatever we like. And that's a nice picture of the freedom that we have and the expression of actually experimenting with life and going on an adventure and using our free will. But the Bible also says that there is a narrow path for us to walk on. And the the Apostle Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament before he was a follower of Christ, uh, he was on a, his way to Damascus and he was heading off on a direction that God did not want him to travel on. And, and on that journey, God completely interrupted the path that he was on. He was literally knocked off his horse and he was blinded and, and Paul could no longer physically see, but the Holy Spirit spoke to him. And he specifically said, Paul, go to this location, go to this place. And at that location, you're going to find a man who will heal you from your blindness and will help you in this moment. And in that time, God was saying to Paul, come and follow me. Come and join me on this narrow path that I have for you. You know, our second response to make a redefining moment in our lives and to find fresh purpose in a season is to actually accept an invitation from Christ to go His way. And perhaps that's a new way. And, and in this Kairos moment, we may, we may need to actually take a new pathway. And we may actually need to leave our playground and go on another path that perhaps leads to another playground. Uh, but we're called to actually follow Christ at this time. You know, when Joshua stood trembling, uh, afraid for his life in front of this angel, he, he asked, he said, you know, are you for us or are you for our enemies? And, and the angel responded, neither. And as I was reading this, and I read that word, neither, I, it really interrupted my devotional time. I, I usually find it comforting to, to know that God is for me. Uh, but this angel said, Joshua, I'm actually not on your side. 
But the invitation for you, Joshua, is to be on my side. Uh, And the invitation is for you to surrender your life completely and totally to me, to the King of Kings and to walk with me. And the invitation that Christ gives us is to follow Him completely and wholeheartedly, to be a part of His big picture. Because, you know, our personal view of the world is just not big enough for God to be included in. And if we're trying to just fit God into, you know, parts of our lives or some of our the picture of our lives, you know, we haven't actually understood what it means to surrender our whole life to Him and become a part of His massive story for, you know, our region and our, and our planet. In verse 14, the commander of the Lord's army, he, he responded, continued to respond to Joshua. And he said to him, take off your sandals for the place where you're standing is holy. And Joshua took off his sandals. <laughs> this angel was saying, hey, those things that you've been walking around in, you know, I, I just, you just need to remove those things right here, right now in the middle of nowhere. In this place of in-betweens, in this place, it's nowhere that special. But right now, this place is a holy place. You need to take off those sandals. And so I want to just say to you today, you know, wherever you are at in life, and I'm talking like whether this is a spiritual question for you, or this could be a physical location question for you. You could be in your living room today, in your dining room, you know, wherever you're standing at in life, this place for you right now can become a place of encounter. You know, the Holy Spirit is so with you. He's so for you. He's he's around your life. He knows everything about you and He knows what you need right now in this moment. Let me share with you, I said I'd share a couple of vulnerable moments. Let me share with you my second vulnerable moment. One day, I was standing behind this guy. He was a really popular guy, like really annoyingly popular. And this was when I was a young, a younger adult. And um, I looked at him and in my heart, I just, I was just so jealous of him. Uh, from my perspective, he was bigger, better, brighter than me. And I was just, you know, I was just judging him and I, and I was comparing myself to him. And as I did that, you know, the Holy Spirit just arrested me. He just said no to me. He said no. And, and it, it wasn't like a tell-off, but he just kind of showed me the, the ugliness and, and the darkness of this jealousy in my heart. And, and, he, and it was like he said to me, that's not who you are. That's not who I created you to be. And this was a totally unexpected moment. And I actually just instantly cried, healing tears at that time. And I let go. You know, I let go of that judgmental attitude that had just been walking around with me for so many years. I was able to actually get healed and free of this judgment in my heart towards this guy. And I I allowed the healing of God to actually redefine me. And he lifted me up and he gave me a new perspective of myself and of this other young guy and of other people, actually. And I want to tell you today that wherever you're at, the Holy Spirit is so ready, so willing to bring healing into your home and into your heart, into your life today. Wherever you're standing, this is a place of encounter for you today. And perhaps something needs to shift around you first. Maybe something have to, sh- to shift off you 
first. And those, those sandals that Joshua had worn every day, they had to shift off him as he moved into the presence of God and into that place of holiness. You know, the third step that we need to take to redefine our moment is to let go of those familiar things. And I just want to ask you, just right now in this moment, just to ask the Holy Spirit, is there anything I need to let go of? And you can just do that in your own mind. You could pray that out loud right now. Is there anything I need to let go of so that I can move forward with you, God? What do I need to let go of? You know, the path that we're actually called to walk, it's a narrow one. And sometimes we need to take something off to walk on it. Maybe you feel like you've been carrying heavy baggage. You know, God wants to lift you up. He wants to lift that off you so that you can walk freely through this next season. And and you might be thinking, man, God couldn't meet me here. I've got my family around me. God couldn't do something in my heart. There's not enough peace in my home. For one thing, you should have, you know, there was too much arguing going on this morning. You know, I, I'm not spiritual enough. I don't pray enough. I don't deserve God's unconditional love. Let, let me re- remind you of another story. Jesus rose this dead guy to life. His name was Lazarus. And Lazarus had been long dead and he had been in a tomb for a couple of days. You know, he wasn't doing anything when Jesus raised him from the dead. He was just in a stinky environment and he wasn't busy praying. He just relied on the grace of Jesus to raise him to life. And he was risen from the dead. I want to tell you today that it's nothing but the resurrection power of Christ that wants to call you up. We're not good for it, enough for him, but he chooses us and he calls us and he and he calls us up into life. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says this, it says, For it's by grace that we are saved through faith. And this is not from ourselves, but this is a free gift to our lives. And there's a there's an amazing gift of grace for you to receive today. So right now in your living room, just wherever you're at, just give your life to Christ. Let Him come and redefine this moment for you. And it may just require you, you know, maybe today you're going to end up walking on a whole new path. Maybe today you're going to need to let go of something familiar and take a new step of faith. But, you know, today is a new day. You're a new creation in Christ today. Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with everything that is happening by following us on social media.